Alvin Swan here with us and uh, uh, his wife, Sister Swan. It's good to have her. Amen. Hallelujah. I think, I think it's the second time I have met her. I believe I met her in Hot Springs uh, when they, they came down uh, to a conference down there. And uh, so it's good to have them here. I'm so glad, brother, that you uh, stayed over an extra night uh, to share with us. And uh, come on this time, amen, and let's give the Lord a hand clap. He might sing a song. I don't know. Everybody said, "Praise the Lord!" Praise the Lord! Been requested I sing a song, so we'll try it. You worship the Lord with us. Hey, I told you wrong. Hey, is this the one that Bob Seeger? Uh, the, the words has changed, brother. Just take them old records off the shelf. I ain't gonna be my old self. Cause I was sought and bought with a price. And his name is Jesus Christ. Just put some new records on the shelf. We can listen to them by ourselves. We don't have to listen to that noise because we've got the Florida boys. Just take them old records off the shelf. I ain't gonna be my old self. Cause I was sought and bought with a price. And his name is Jesus Christ. I've got some gospel that is nice and slow. That kind of music that will ease the soul. We need to stop having worldly fun and start listening to the happy good puns. Now you may call me a holy roller. If it's so, then I hope I am bolder. Professing Jesus everywhere I go. You're trying to save a few lost souls. You take them old records off the shelf. I ain't gonna be my old self Cause I was sought and bought with a price And his name is Jesus Christ Now I don't go to the disco I don't smoke those old nasty cigars I don't believe in reckless driving In no souped up fancy cars You take them old records gonna be my old self cause I was sought and bought with a price and his name is Jesus Christ well praise the Lord this is the day that the Lord hath made you may be seated and we will rejoice and be glad in it. 
certainly give honor tonight to Lord Jesus Christ, who is the Savior of my life, my Redeemer, my soon-coming King. Give honor to Pastor and Sister Pruitt tonight for allowing us to be here in this service. Thank the Lord for all you home folks. What would church be without home folks? Thank God for you other elders, pastors. It's good to have Pastor Baggett tonight. And uh, good to have the folks from Jesus Only Tabernacle here tonight. I'm excited about what God is fixing to do. Well, he's already started some things. And uh, if you will allow him tonight, he will turn your world upside down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many would like that? Would you like that? Would you like him to just, amen, move in and take over? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love him tonight. If you have your Bibles, turn with me. I'm nervous about this this evening. Amen. been some time since we've been here. I want to compliment you all on this fine facility tonight. God has truly blessed this assembly. Amen. But I'm nervous. Someone asked me, said, Brother Swan, when do you get over being nervous? I said, I don't know. I've been at this for about... Forty-four and a half years, I still get nervous. I hope I never get to a place to where I don't get nervous when it comes to preaching the Word of God, feeding God's people. Amen. We had an awesome service at home the other night, and preacher that was preaching that evening brought two cakes. And uh, he said, I want to give Brother Swan one of these. He can do with what he wants to with it. And he felt impressed to give the other to a young lady in the church. And as uh, time went on in that service that night, I felt like feeding some folks. It's amazing how far a cake that big around can be distributed. No wonder Jesus fed 5,000 with just a few fishes and loaves. Uh, I fed over 30 people with that little bitty cake. And uh, we wasn't doing something as a religious sacrament of such. I just felt impressed to feed our people. And I said, it's one thing to say we're being fed, but I said, you're going to be fed tonight from the hand of the ministry. And so folks came up, and I pinched them off a piece of that cake, and they ate it. I was surprised at as many people that come up and was fed by the hand of the ministry. We do it every service. But this particular night, I fed them some natural bread. I don't know the outcome. I don't know the why fours. I didn't question God. Didn't have time to question God. And uh, so therefore, I did it, Pastor Pruitt. I just 
fed them as I was inspired, and, and they ate it. And even some of our finicky, is that the right word, eaters, opened their mouth, and I, I did pinch them off just a little more than I did some of the others. <laughs> Hallelujah. I took advantage of a good thing that night, but God truly blessed. I'm looking for God to do something in this service tonight. I do have a few folks I feel in my spirit to pray for tonight. And I don't want you to get nervous about that. I used to go to the house of God and uh, scared to death somebody would call me out. And I felt like Minnie Pearl when she first came to Nashville. She used to say I was afraid something had happened to me. She said, I've been coming here so long now, I'm afraid it won't. (laughs) But... uh, I feel like God has something in store for somebody that wants it. One thing I've learned in God, He won't touch you if you don't want it. I believe you have to want it. Hallelujah. And I don't know about everybody, but I'm hungry. We've had a good move of God so far this week, and I don't look for tonight to be any different. I have felt the Shekinah glory in this service tonight. I want to give Him honor. I want to give Him praise. I want to open my life, my heart, my soul. Amen for the things of God in this service tonight. I want to see some folks healed. I want to see some folks set free. I want to see some folks touched of God. I'd like to see somebody leave here tonight, uh, amen, filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, uh, without doubt, uh, without any reservation. Hallelujah. I pray somebody get filled with the Holy Ghost here tonight. Hallelujah. I love Him. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to St. John chapter 4. Going to be starting to read from verse 4. I told the folks last night, I have two gauges built in me how long I should preach. Number one is I usually preach until I get through. The other gauge is I'll preach until you get through. Hallelujah. I love the Word of God. I love to preach. Somebody went to our church two or three years ago and left one night and told me on two different occasions, Brother Swan, you got bad knees and blah, blah, blah. said, I really think you ought to turn the church over to somebody else. Give it to somebody a little younger. And uh, I just, okay, yeah, you may be right, blah, blah. They told me about it again. And I said, well, first place, my knee is bad. And I may get it fixed one of these days. Wife and I had been married now a little over a year, be two years in May. And uh, uh, me and my late wife, a lot of you know her, 
that she had been sick for nine years. She went on to be with the Lord, and uh, she encouraged me not to give the church up and not just sit there and give up and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I first told her, no, I ain't going to get remarried, have no desire to. And she said, you need somebody. So I thought, well, maybe I do. And uh, But I didn't want to put her, my wife through babysitting me and helping me like I needed to be helped if I had that surgery. I said, I hate to do a lady that way. And I didn't have nobody else. My brother used to go with me a lot. He said, there's a lot of things I'll do for you, Pastor, but I do have limitations. <laughs> and... Uh, but anyway, I'm thankful for her to be here. I'm thankful, amen, that uh, God has blessed me. Wife and I, my late wife, we'd been married like in three weeks. It'd be in 43 years. And I thank God for her. And I thank God for Sister Maxine. Didn't think there'd ever be another woman in this world that would love me. I'm too old to start new things. But uh, she's been good to me, and I appreciate her. And uh, I thank God. I thank God. I thank God for Pastor Pruitt and his lovely wife. She is still looking good from the other revival where we were here in, and God blessed her tremendously. And thank the Lord for that. I'm looking to uh, pray for her tonight before we leave. I understand she's still having migraine headaches. I believe God can heal them just as easy as He can heal other things. There's no limits to what God can do if we will trust Him, if we will believe Him. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. I still rejoice. I have Sarah's little picture on my desk at the office at church. And how that God blessed that night. I went home so elated by what God was doing. And another man came to me and said, Brother Swan, I know you're standing. Just bear with me just a minute. And uh, said, Brother Swan, I want you to pray for my son and his wife. They want to have a baby. And uh, so we laid hands on them and prayed with them. And God blessed them. And they called me one day and said, Brother Swan, uh, my son and his wife are having a baby. They called a few weeks later and said, Brother Swan, they're having twins. <laughs> it was weeks before any ladies in our church let me pray for them. <laughs> Amen. I'm not telling you tonight that God has that in mind. I am telling you, amen, sometimes you can look for the unexpected. Sometimes we talk about how we trust God and we believe Him, amen, but sometimes we doubt that He'll do it for me. He'll doubt that he, you'll doubt that He'll do it for you. I know God blesses the church, pours out His power upon the church, amen, but can I tell you tonight, you're part of the church. Hallelujah. St. John chapter 4 and verse 4, and said Jesus had needs that He go through Samaria. And cometh to a city of Samaria, which is called 
Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Now, Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus upon the well, and it was about the sixth hour. And there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith to her, Give me to drink. Would you bow your heads? Father, we come to you tonight. We just ask, Lord, that you'd anoint this word. Give us of your word in this hour. I pray, God, you give us a word for this assembly tonight. In the lovely name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Amen. You may be seated. If I could use for a thought tonight, I, I like trying to come up with titles. I really get nervous when I can't come up with something. And I prayed today and asked God, and I prayed again and asked God, and I prayed again and asked God, and I said, God, are you sure? He said, I am. Are you? I said, not 100%. But then he got brought my mind back to what he said to this little woman of Samaria in verse 7, Give me to drink. And I want to use that tonight. Give me of this water. And that's what the little woman finally said to Jesus after she got his attention by him sitting on the well. You know, sometimes if we're going to get what we need from God, we must move God. We must believe that God can be moved. The Bible said He was the only high priest that could be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He knows your weakness, my friend. He knows what you're suffering. He knows what you're going through. He knows the very heart of your desire tonight. Amen. And I want you to know there are desires in this house. Amen. For a closer walk with God. There are desires in this house uh, to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Uh, There's desires here tonight uh, of folks that are thirsty. Amen. For another drink uh, of the well of God. Hallelujah. Jesus began to talk to this little woman and said, Whosoever drinketh of this water, verse 13, shall never thirst again. And there's a mystery there. Because I've had the Holy Ghost now for 44, 44 and a half years, and I still get thirsty. I think what he was talking about to them was the desire for anything else other than the water that he gives. Have no desire. Amen. Someone said something about heaven and walls of jasper and gates of pearl. I I have no desire for none of that. If I can only get there. 
to where Jesus is. If I get a walk on streets of gold, that'll be great. Amen. And the Bible talked about, amen, because we've been faithful over a few things, He'll make us ruler over many. I'm not really looking necessarily. That don't excite me. Amen. To be a mayor of whatever when I get there of many cities. But what really excites me is to see somebody that God put in my life that I've been able to help through the many years, Pastor Pruitt. Amen. Hello, anybody hearing what I'm saying tonight? If I walk down the streets of glory and I see somebody, amen, that my life, the Word that God's put in my spirit has helped them. I pastored a lady in Jacksonville, Arkansas, she was 87 when she died. When they voted me in as being pastor there, she came to me. Granny didn't have no teeth. Granny ate a lot of garlic. There was something about it. Supposed to have helped her some way or another. And uh, she told me once what it was. But Granny was one that had to kiss me every time church started. Granny'd come up to me sometime and she'd say, Brother Swan, and she'd bump her gum. And she'd say, I got to have some sugar tonight, but I've been eating garlic. I said, Okay, Granny. But she said to me one evening, she said, We're going to vote on you Sunday. And everybody, I was told that I wasn't to pray that you be our pastor. So she said, I promised I wouldn't. But she said, I didn't say nothing about pastor's wife. So she said, I am praying that Sister Swan will be my pastor's wife. And many a time while the Spirit of the Lord would be moving in our assembly, our church was right on Main Street of Jacksonville. And many times we'd get excited and I'd see folks, uh, amen, move out on the front porch of the church. Uh, amen, folks are going by. Uh, amen, a time or two so folks uh, got out and ran around the building. We just had some church. But Granny hardly ever got that carried away. I said to her one evening, I said, Granny, how come you don't get in? Like that. She said, Brother Swan, I broke my hip. And she said to me, she said, I'm afraid that if I get in and God starts blessing me, she said, I'm afraid I'll fall and get hurt. But one night everybody got through shouting. I looked over at Granny, and she looked so sad. And I told our piano player, I said, play me something kind of peppy. And they, they started in, and I told everybody else, just worship, but leave the aisles for me and Granny. And I got her by the arm, and her and I 
promenaded all over them aisles that night and she worshipped God and praised God and was so elated by the move of the Holy Ghost and after a while I took her back to her seat and she sat down with tears in her eyes and said, thank you, Brother Swan, for that dance. You never know what that meant to me. But I looked at some other folk, amen, that had been in this for a long time. And it was just a, a sad occasion for them, amen, that their pastor, amen, would dance up and down the aisles with another lady. But you know what? I done got over the hill. It didn't affect me. I was there for Granny that night. And her and I had an awesome time together. They called me one day and said Granny had passed. And I went and they said, Granny wants you to preach her funeral. I said, okay. And her daughter said, Brother Swan, I want you to keep it short. I said, then get somebody else. I pastored Granny for two years. I said, there's some things i got to say about this lady. And I'm not worried about the time. And she said, Brother Swan, Granny'd roll over in her grave if I got anybody but you to preach this funeral. And I got up that day and I forevermore preached Granny's funeral. Amen. I told our folks here a while back, I said, I may preach my own when I die. That way I can say something good about me. And then I preached to them. I said, you need to live right you need to live for God so when the preacher gets up to preach your funeral, he won't have to lie about nothing. Hello, somebody. But can I tell you something tonight, folks? Amen. It's not altogether what the preacher says. Amen. When you pass away, it's that dash between the day you were born and the day you left. Amen. That's going to say what it needs to be said about your funeral. I want to know that one day I got a hold of this water. Amen. That Jesus said. Brother and sister, I got a good drink that night. And I was at home in an old four-room house. <laughs> I, I, I'm not telling a sad story, but I can remember water beds before water beds were popular. <laughs> I slept on them with a younger brother. I told him one night, you wet on me one more time, buddy. I am throwing you out in the floor. We went to breakfast that next morning. Mama said, honey, said, what was that noise? Before I could say anything, my baby brother said, Alvin throwed me out in the floor. I said, tell him why. 
But then that house we lived in, when God baptized me with the Holy Ghost, amen, God's not concerned about our surroundings. He's not concerned, amen, about where we come from. He's, he's concerned about what you got tonight, what you want tonight. And he said to this little woman, amen, he said, if you'll drink of this water, amen, that I'm about to offer you, you'll never thirst again. Amen. How many's glad one night you got a drink of that heavenly water? Woo! And you know what? It won't always help you wash your sins away. It will keep them gone. Get you a drink every chance you get. Someone told me one time, said, Brother Swan, said, aren't you afraid of wildfire? I said, Lord, no. I said, there's usually enough wet blankets around. Take care of that. Some won't shout for this cause. Some don't want to worship for that cause. But you know, I'm, that's like eating. I can eat by myself or with somebody. And I can worship by myself or with somebody. It just makes it a lot easier. Someone said to me one time, said, Brother Swan, do you shout with that music? I said, well, yeah, it just makes things go better. I mean, I ride up and down. We're in a college town. Amen. I ride up and down the road sometime, and folks got their music blaring so hard, I can't hear my radio for theirs. Every now and then I'll get me a gospel tape and I'll put it in there and I'll crank it up as high as it'll go till I see the officers coming. <laughs> they do have limitations as how loud you're supposed to play it. But I let this younger generation know sometime, amen, they ain't the only one got boom boxes. Oh, he's good about that, wasn't he? He's still good about that. If you don't have the Holy Ghost tonight, I want to urge you here in just a little bit, and I'm not going to preach long, Lord willing. I do you like Elizabeth Taylor told her seventh husband, I won't keep you long. Amen. We do want to say enough tonight to get you stirred up a little bit about seeking the face of God. If you'll ask, you can get it. But you know what? Sometimes He wants us to ask. Come on. He said, They that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. I see hungry faces tonight. Not because you're shouting all over the place, but I see hunger in the face of some folks here tonight. I'd like to pray for you before we leave here this evening. I'd like to have some help here tonight in praying for some folks. 
See, when Peter and John came up to that crippled man and said, Look on us. And said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. You know what? There's some folks here tonight that's filled and thrilled with the power, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I think sometimes it would do us good, amen, to get somebody and help pray them through to the Holy Ghost. Hey, can I tell you, it's not just for the pastor. It's not just for the preacher, amen, to pray for them. The Bible said concerning the signs and gifts of the Holy Ghost, he said, they'll follow them that believe. I think it's good when you can get a hold of God and pray a prayer of faith and see somebody touched of the Lord. See their countenance change. Ah, see their desire for the things of God take a hold of their life. Woo! Hallelujah! Somebody look at your neighbor and holler, Whoop! Hallelujah! Glory to God. See, some of you, some of you was reluctant because somebody you know might think you've lost it. And if you get in here just right before this service is over, come on. God's got some special things to come to you right now. He wants to move you. Glory to God. How many will allow him? Hallelujah. sometimes wait for an opportunity to get somebody. God just waits for an opportunity for somebody to say, give me of this water. Give me a drink of this water. God, let your glory fall upon me. While it's falling upon somebody else, let it fall my way. You'll remember when Ruth and Naomi were in the field of Boaz and they were gleaning in the field. He told his servants, he said, when you see this young lady and her mother-in-law come by, he said, I want you to drop some handfuls of purpose. <laughs> and you know what? I'm seeing in a, in a, in a, Vision tonight, since I've been up here, God's wanting to drop some handfuls of purpose. The glory that God is going to receive. How you have diabetes tonight, Brother Pruitt, is for the swelling to go down in them
Can I tell you, the enemy sometimes puts things on people. He'll get you discouraged. But Jesus Christ is looking to take discouragement off of you tonight. He don't want you running around discouraged. Hello, somebody. God don't want you defeated. He said, I'll make you the head and not the tail. I'll cause you to be from above and not beneath. He said, I'll bless you in the city. I'll bless you in the field. I'll bless you going out. I'll bless you coming in. How many want that kind of a blessing tonight? Amen. That whatsoever you put your hands to do, to give you His very best. Amen. Give me of this water. Isaiah, or let me read here verse 14. Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. My, what a drink. I hear folks say, I wouldn't drink of this, I wouldn't drink of that. Even John Wayne said, that if you're going to drink water from the same river the cows are getting a drink of, go upstream. Amen. Hello. Telling you, there's water you can drink of tonight that will absolutely set you free. You'll never thirst again. I'm just preaching what Jesus said. In the book of Isaiah chapter 44, verse 1, excuse me, verse 3. It said, For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. And floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. Amen. You know what? You can get enough of the water of God in your life that will absolutely make a change in your children, make a change in their children, and make a change in their children. Amen. God said one time, well, I think He was talking about tithes and offering. He said, I'll bless you even to the third and the fourth generation. What you do for God, God will bless you over and over and over and over. Hello, somebody. And God wants to give you enough of this water tonight, not just for you, but for you to carry it out and give to somebody else. There was a king one time that failed to pour from vessel to vessel. 
The reason he got in trouble was after a while he began to drink of the dregs of that wine because he didn't pour it from vessel to vessel and kept it stirred up and the dregs of the bottom of that cup, amen, began to settle in the bottom. My Lord, church, amen, you that's been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I'm reminded of Jeremiah chapter 14. He talked about their little ones and how that they, the, the elders sent them, amen, to the water places to get some water. And when they got there, there wasn't any. And they came back home with their heads covered, amen, because there wasn't no water. And the Bible said that they came back with their vessels empty. I think it's really a shame when outside folks come into our sanctuaries and we don't have no water to give. Nobody's feeling anything. Amen. Folks have to be moved or invited. You that have the Holy Ghost should not have to pump and prime. Your pastor should not have to pump and prime. You ought to be Johnny on the spot if you know what I'm talking about. Amen. Just ready to distribute and pour out. Even with Elijah, Elisha poured water on the hands of Elijah. I felt it so much the other night when I was feeding them folks that bread. I didn't even know what kind of bread it was till I got to feeding it to the people. <laughs> then I got to looking, and that was one of my favorites. <laughs> Blueberry muffin. And every time I handed one of them or put it in their mouth, amen, I'm thinking there's a good bite of blueberry muffin right there. Hallelujah. But God has something to give tonight. Amen. That's much better. Hallelujah. Than that. If I could ask for a song tonight. He said, I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. Amen. Isaiah 41 and verse 17 said, And the poor and the needy seek water. When they seek water, and there is none. And their tongue faileth. For thirst, I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers in high places and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water, and they and their land. Springs of living water. They're dry lands. Sometimes we get thirsty. I'm thirsty tonight for another move of God. I'm thirsty tonight because there's some folks need something from God. I'm going to ask you if you don't mind to stand with me tonight.
somebody begin to pray and worship with me. Would you do that? Father, we come to you right now as humble as we know how. We ask tonight, Lord, for your goodness, your strength. And I pray tonight that you'd move on every individual that's thirsty tonight. I just wonder, is there one that would come? You need something from God. Maybe you need the Holy Ghost. Maybe you hadn't felt it in some time. You just need a touch of God. See, I'm a family man. And I remember our babies. Sometimes they'd get hungry. And they'd get rowdy. They'd do things they normally wouldn't do if they wasn't hungry. And so we'd feed them. That would help them. I believe God's here tonight to give somebody a drink. And can I ask you, children of God, if you're not hungry, if you're not thirsty tonight, somebody else comes, come help poor. Hallelujah. I'm not trying to just get you to do something you don't really want to do. But to get God to move sometime, we have to be in a position that God can bless. As every head is bowed and every eye closed for just a moment. If you need prayer, you need God to do something for you tonight. I'm going to ask you to come. I don't want to just call folks out. Touch me.